Alrighty, hello, welcome to the Creekcast. As always, uh, I begin by thanking you for listening. Um, I know it's um, the usual intro, but I do really appreciate it. I say that every time, but I, you know, as someone who listens to podcasts myself, I know it's sometimes it can be hard to, you know, fit in a lot of podcasts into your schedule, and um, I just. I do really appreciate that people take the time to uh, to listen to this little this little um, corner of the internet that I call mine um, and take in whatever I say. Usually wrong, probably don't provide much actual valuable input, but hey, I appreciate you listening anyway. Um, David here as always. Uh, this episode, just gonna brief, just gonna spend twenty minutes going over the uh, the AFLW result from the weekend, and then just briefly look at what's going ahead for the for the girls this weekend. Um, if you're looking for the AFL men's uh, content that I'll be releasing a separate one on that, just given both their own breathing space today. Um, it is Wednesday, just uh, just lunchtime here in Los Angeles that I'm recording, which is kind of early for me, the way I've been going lately. I usually get them out a bit later in the week, but it should be dropping. Uh, it's available Thursday for you over there in, the, in Australia, um, and of course Wednesday here in Los Angeles. Uh, the reason I'm getting them out early is uh, I am going to, uh, I'm going to go on to Texas uh, this weekend, uh, if you know me and listen for a while, you probably know that I'm an Oregon alum. Uh, my Oregon Ducks football is playing down in Lubbock, Texas this weekend against Texas Tech, uh, which is going to be a fun little, fun little away trip that's been planned for, um, you know, a while with a buddy of mine here that we, um, you know, I was planning to be here at this point. I was planning to be back in Australia for a few months in the middle of the year, but that didn't happen. But, um, yeah, I was hoping to get back over here for this game, which was planned for a while, and um, and uh, yeah, it's just unfortunately fallen on a weekend where uh, Port got a big final. It's going to be smack bang in the middle of um, the uh, the trip, uh, so I'm wondering how I'm going to be able to actually watch Port's final live this weekend. That's um, unsure if I can do that at this stage, but um, the women's game is earlier in the day which is great um so i'm hoping i i think it's about 10 o'clock at night over in texas so we might be still out and about popping around at a few bars or whatever but i'm hoping to catch a little bit of a little bit of the game but um last weekend's game fell at a good time for me uh we had a 10 o'clock kickoff for uh the showdown uh this last weekend gone uh a game that's was very very enjoyable to watch uh which is in complete contrast to last year's showdown of course uh, Port still ended up going down in this one um, by a score of uh, four goals four to eight goals ten. Uh, the Crows way so fifty eight to twenty eight. A five goal loss in the end, uh, and pretty you know comprehensive on the on the side of the Crows. They are a very good team, um, and they showed us in that second half uh, where you know just where the differences are and where we are at as sides go. Um, Really, just to start talking about it, I guess we can just talk about the reasons we lost um, before we, you know, get into some positives. Um, you did just see in that second half, and and at times in the, you know, the, that second quarter was really good. Uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. But in the second half, uh, you know, teams make adjustments at halftime. That's kind of what you know you hope your team is going to do, um, and we hope as fans of our teams that if we're struggling at halftime, that adjustments are made. Um, and or it's just you know legs, you know one team's just better you know better prepared for going the distance, um, which I think as a young side that we are, um, you kind of saw a little bit of that as well. Um, and the Crows just showed us um, in how they play. Uh, and I saw someone on Twitter, I think it might have been Americans watching the footy. Um, so shout out to them if it was them that said it. They kind of pointed out, you know, it is interesting, you know, watching Airfield W. 
um, as a game at the moment where it's at, you kind of get a bit more of an idea of um, the structure of footy sometimes. It's better structured sometimes than the modern AFL men's game is. Um, But you saw the Crows um, play a brand of footy that just, um, you know, their movement through the middle, uh, the disposal efficiency through the middle as well. There's just the, the way they could transition from defense to defense to attack really quickly. A couple of disposals through the middle of um, Norwood Oval, which um, you know is a unique oval in itself. But they played it really well, um, and and they just there was pace through the middle as well. Niam Kelly, who I think she was the one that, uh, on their side that won the showdown medal, um, blitzed through the middle. Um, was a young Bonner girl as well, uh, and of, of course your your old hats like Hatchet and Marinoff. Really, I think they had 30 disposals-ish each. Uh, and, you know, Marinoff chipped in with a goal there as well. Um, but their movement through the middle, uh, their pace as well, and they're just, just kind of their structures around the ground. Uh, you could just see that sometimes we get a bit ball... We get sucked into the ball a little bit too much at times, um, kind of around a half-forward line, half-forward flank there. And and it would come to ground, there'd be a bit of a scuffle, but then the you know Crows would be able to get the kick out, and suddenly they're out, they're open. They've got um, you know players in space through the guts of the ground as well. We're not just talking out in the wing; we're talking through the guts, and um, they just were able to. And it, and because of their you know elite, they're pretty pretty elite disposal from some of those girls through the middle as well. They're able to get good kicks inside their forward fifty um, to advantage, and just and just make the most of it at, at the crucial times. And uh, and we just couldn't. Uh, get any control through the mill, get a ha- just getting our hands on the ball in that second half just started to prove really difficult um, after a really good first first half in that sense um, and kind of matching them, trying to match them with the pressure and the and the disposal numbers and stuff. They just they just played a decent game of keepy off actually. In the end, we just didn't get much opportunity in that second half, and it was partly down to uh, just an elite quick quickness of movement through the middle. Um, and their ability to kind of slow the ball down and and just chip around a little bit and, and get a just use the ball well, keep possession and uh, and and find a way into their forward fifty uh, in a way that kind of gave them an advantage and gave them a shot at goal or just gave them a, you know a decent opportunity at it. Uh, and we just didn't have that in the second half. We couldn't get our hands on it. Um, you could see that we kind of dropped off a little bit as far as just the pressure wasn't quite there and. Um, I don't think that's for any lack of effort or anything like that, um, but it's just, uh, I think, a lack of... It's not even fitness either, I don't think. I think it's just purely, um, you know, a side that's uh, still kind of figuring things out. And, and you can just see there's a confidence. Uh, I guess this is my main point to it in the second half there as well. You can see there's just a confidence in how the Crows move around the field on whether they have the ball in hand or not. They kind of they really trust in their structures and their um, abilities around the ground and, and kind of have an innate trust in each other as well that when some one thing's happening in this part of the ground, they know who's going to be in the next part of the ground. And you can see we're working towards that. Obviously, the, the gap that we closed since the showdown last year, and I'll talk about that briefly in a moment, um... Like I said, this isn't this is just constructive criticism, I guess, because it is just what happened. Um, you can just see that we just don't have that same level of understanding, innate understanding of who, who where people are going to be. I'm sure they've trained it and they're planning around it, and there's ideas in place and structures in place on the training ground, and those things are growing. Again, we've clo- they look a lot better than they did last year. Um, but there's one thing in knowing it, and and 
kind of knowing it on the training ground and understanding the plan but then there's executing in the heat of battle and 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 understand and kind of understanding when each moment because there's multiple different kinds of scenarios you can find yourself in a footy game or you know whatever whether it be basketball or whatever you know each individual moment kind of has a set idea and or plans in place and obviously we still allow for the freedom of expression in football and, and sports as well it's just sometimes you've just got to take it on instinct um but you could just see that there was moments where if the ball was again like a coming to our half forward line it's just like okay we've got half a chance here if we can get the ball out of the scuffle or you know we weren't getting them deep there was we, a problem was in the second half we weren't getting deep enough as well at times um because we had that real thrust in the first half where we were able to get, you know, utilize um, Ash staying up forward. And then, you know, in the second half, you know, you could see Houghton was kind of doing the Charlie Dixon thing, um, which is respectable. And I appreciate the role that she plays in the side. And I think she had a really, she had a good game. But she's having to come further up the ground to kind of get some ball and get some impact on it because it's just, and so our whole structure is moving forward and that's not allowing it to go deeper. And, and like I said, we're getting that scuffle at the half forward line with the ball there and then it just quickly comes out. And because we've got a few, two, probably a couple of players are probably getting su- are getting sucked in um, and then and we're allowing that open space out the back and, and they were able to move forward very quickly. And you could just see that they, they kind of had regrouped at half time. I'm sure it was a shock for them to go in at the half down after they'd had a decent first quarter and, and kind of looked like it might go a similar way. Um, despite the fact we I thought we played okay in the first quarter as well. We just didn't take our opportunities and they got a couple of quick ones in the last five minutes. And you kind of thought, oh, shit, is this going to go the same way it did last year? Um, but no, we bounced back in the second quarter. But then they just they regrouped, regrouped at half time. There was no panic and, and they were able to get the job done. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot to work on, but there's a lot of positives as well. Because when we look at it um, from the positive lens, one going into halftime with a lead, um, I think is a great boost to the girls that they could they could kind of see. There's a that has to um, give some belief uh, to the to the team that they can compete. Like I know it's you know they probably at the end feel a bit dejected because they lost, but um, and you know uh, the the end of the day we're in the business to win games but understanding where we're at as a program um, having just come to the system we're coming into an 18 team league straight away so the 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 the, you know there's a lot of teams that have had their their uh system in place their structures and their and their kind of um their their plan um you know kind of their program off the field and everything has been there there's a there's a you know traditions and stuff that come with having that for longer um, and trust within the system. Um, so to be able to come out of that game with a with a loss, uh, but that had some positive signs, and they have to take that. They have to kind of understand where we're at as a program, um, and and take the positives with it. We're not going to be, um, you know, some teams maybe able to come up quicker, and I'm hoping we do too. But you know, trying to beat the Crows in the first game of the season was always going to be an uphill battle, and I think we we battled well and just just fell away at the end, which is. Um, there's no, no shame in that. Um, you know, I know the Crows fans are bleating around about their 5-0 and showdown record this year and, and fair, like I said on Twitter, like fair dues to them. Like, there's no problem with that. Um, I do, I did say also keep that energy when Port Adelaide are talking about our record over the past 153 years as well. Uh, none of that since 1996 hashtag crap or whatever that you want to do. Um, you know, it's, it's funny the hypocrisy that comes from um, some sections of that fan base but um, I guess we're not at all surprised either are we um, whether it be their um, xenophobic uh, comments about um, 
support focusing on China first instead of the women's game, even though it was quite obvious that there was only going to be one license going to South Australia first. And, um, you know, uh, Port still invested in women's football just in a different way than going into the AFLW straight away. But now we're there anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter. Um, but, you know, the, the 5-0 and record and all that stuff... You know, I think we can all, as Port fans, we, we and I, I was really pleased with, you know, the fans I saw on Twitter and everyone talking about it. Like, we all have an understanding of where we're at. Um, and we just want to see growth. And we did see that. Because when we look at the stats of the game, um, oh, maybe before I go into that, um, no, we, we'll go quickly. Because I, I guess I'm talking about comparison and, and growth from last year. Um, we, we did get beaten on, like... Just possession-wise, it was 294 disposals to 215, and I think a lot of I think that discrepancy rose rapidly in the second half. Um, I think, especially just their use of the ball um, in and around the pack and the stoppage, and and you know, it was the stoppage and clearances that really they dominated in the hitouts. They won 28 to 17. Um, total clearance was 31 to 20, which um, you know, around the stoppage is really where they found that advantage. Because I think Shoals gave us a decent, decent whack at it um, in in the center of the ground. She end, ended her debut with 14 hitouts, um, which was really impressed with her. And I think she's shown a lot just around the ground as well. Um, she tried, got, gave some good pressure around the ground as well. So. Um, congrats to uh, Matilda for her debut and um, in one of the hottest contests that she could have asked to ever have debuted in and she and I think she held up well and, and is certainly going to grow into a great footballer and she already is a very talented and worthy footballer of being in our side. Um, plus 10 for the Crows in contested possession so it wasn't terrible in that sense as well. Um, There's the uncontested possessions so it was 164 to 90. It's just they dominated and like I said they were just able to find their structures meant that they, they just had the players... Um, free in, in certain situations that we just couldn't find a way to do that and that's just again that's just their their talent and their level of understanding and trust within each other and, and again fair dues to them and um, kind of that's kind of what we've got to aspire to is that kind of um, uh, level of play the big one for me that I really um, just shows the diff- growth um, from last year um, we had 68 to um, to 61 turnovers as well so we just didn't use the ball quite as well our disposal efficiency wasn't there at 60 running at 67 percent we're running at 58 percent efficiency inside 50 they are 48 percent to our 36 percent um inside 50s though for the game they had 39 we had 36 now so we looked slightly lost the inside 50 battle but it was even enough um but when you go back to last year inside 50s they had 40 we had 17 17 inside 50s to 40 last year in the show and the showdown um, so that kind of just shows uh, just how woeful we were in that game, just how outmatched we were in that game. There's a lot of other you know metrics that were pretty similar. Um, you know the disposals they had, but they they won the hitouts more handily and clearances. They certainly were far more on top last year as well. Um, contested possessions they were plus thirty last year as well. So there's a lot of uh, stats like that that we can look at and just see how much has changed and grown in that time. Uh, marks inside 50, 18 to 3 last year, uh, which in this game we had uh, um, 11 to 8. So again, they beat us, but it was closer. Um, and this is what we're all trying to do here is um, just, you know, close the gap. Um, and then obviously you just, like, you know, it was 8 goals 10 in this game to 4 goals 4, whereas last year it was 3 points to 8 goals 15. Like they just, they, you know, it's plus, you know, what's that plus fucking too many. <laughs> Uh, plus 30 on the scoring shots, I think that is, that works out too. So, 
Um, sorry, plus twenty. Jeez, math. I've I've done this on this podcast before, and I'm trying to do quick math. I embarrass myself. Um, but yeah, plus twenty on the scoring shots, whereas you know in this game we're plus ten. So you, you've you've halved that pretty quickly. Um, again, it's not to say that we obviously we want to be winning these games, be competitive, and get to the point of being a program that's competing for premierships, and that's the goal. Um, but you've got to look at the journey along the way um, and understand that where we're at, and it's just that we're not a team that's got that is at that level consistently yet. But I think we showed in a short period of time in the, within the game. Um, when we put a bit of pressure on and we ran well and um, our tackling was good, our disposal was reasonably good in that second quarter as well. We were getting decisive kind of deep, deep entries into the forward 50. Um, you know, we rattled them a little bit. Um, and, they, and they, you know, they, they, their own ambition would be that we didn't, we weren't as clean and all those things. But, you know, you can only look at what's in front of you and you can also say, well, Port put the pressure on and actually gave him a contest for, you know, the first time in the showdown, the, the early years of the showdown rivalry in the women's game. So, yeah, I was really pleased with the effort in that. And, you know, as the second half, you know, I was really, I was bopping about at halftime. I was like, could we do it? Could we do it? Could we do it? But as soon as the second half started and you kind of started seeing the, the way the tables are turning, um, how the turntables, uh, yeah, I kind of went, okay, you know, it's probably what, probably the Crows we expected at some point today. Um, they were going to have that decisive period where they were going to win the game and they did it in that, in that, uh, third quarter it was interesting that up until three quarter time all the scoring uh the major goal scoring um had happened at literally one end of the ground because they had two goals in the first quarter we had the three in the second quarter and they had the couple in the third quarter um to no score on the other end so i was really hoping that that would continue in the last quarter and we'd we'd find our way back into it but then they they snaffled that um they yeah put that away pretty quickly as well in the last quarter as well so um but I was pleased that we didn't, you know, they, they got a couple of, the, you know, goals and, and you know, they, there was a couple of, you know, umpiring was a bit average going both ways. But, um, you know, I think there was a few of their, their big goals that they did get from some, some decisions made. But, you know, it's not to say that they weren't deserving of the result on the day anyway. As I said, they're, they're just, they're the key parts of the game. They just had did it did a better job of and and you know hold my hands up and say well done to that um i was really pleased as i said matilda shoals really um pleased me on the day for her debut um really happy with Gemma houghton's influence as well um her pressure uh like i said she moves up the ground a bit when she needed to and, and just crashing packs and it's good to, i think as long as she can stay fit this year you know you saw a bit of where we fell away last year um in the second half of the season against some of the better sides you, you just missed her kind of influence and pressure up forward so um really pleased with what she brought to the table of course ashley saint um with her uh her um two goals in the second quarter and um really really uh boisterous celebrations i was really happy with her um and you know you can just see the genesis of and even like you know you had teakle and levicki up front kind of just not quite there was a couple of marks i thought fuck i'd seen those called before but they didn't quite hold it for long enough and you just see kind of that there's um some spread of tall talent and good talent up forward that if we can start just getting those entries going a bit better then um you know the sky's the limit for the forward line um it was really and the one that probably pleased me the most in the day uh, i mean aaron phillips had you know 22 disposals and and via afl fantasy stats was their top scorer of the day i think my my best player of the day was abby Derrick. um second year player she kind of plays um it kind of reminds me of just that 
that young midfielder in the in the likes of maybe a Jason Horn Francis or something like that, where she's got like you know she's got great upper body strength, but really good pace around the feet as well. So she's kind of can she can crash, she can win her own ball and and then and then move away from the pack quickly and and get get the ball moving forward. And um, her, she had uh, 380 meters gained for the day, which was I think the second best on the on the entire field. I think. Um, Looking through it quickly now, I'll just actually double checking. Yeah, she was the best of our uh, best of our players and and second best on the field overall. Um, behind um, Ebony Marinoff had 550 meters gained, so just a great, really, really good game from her. But you know, um, Derek had 74% time on, time on the ground, so uh, you know, just a really good influence from her. Is again um, having come in last year. Um, for our for our side and runner up in the rising star behind uh, Henny Ewings who had a good game as well I think and geez the fact that Ewings can dob him from almost fifty meters out is just a really you know really promising side from a sign from a young midfielder um, in herself uh, it's not that she didn't she probably would like to get her hands on the ball a little bit more as a few of our mids would like I said the fact that um, now I'm looking at the stats yeah Marinoff had thirty two disposals and Hatchet had thirty. So that's 62 between them. Our, our best ball winner on the day was Aaron. Aaron um, with 22. So, and that's the thing with just having this young, this younger group. Um, all these, all these girls are going to be, you know, they're still learning the game, and they'll, they'll be winning more, more of the ball as the years go on. You know, you got got the likes of Hatchet and Marinoff that have been going around this for a few more years than they have. So, yeah, we just need to get those players, you know, to that level where they're winning the ball like those two are because they were kind of the, the game winners. And then you've got Niam Kelly, again, showdown medal winner, popping in with 28 as well. So they just had some big ball winners in that second half that were able to u- utilize the ball quite well as well and, and, and just take possession. And like I said, well, they just had far far more disposals on the day that, than we did. Um, but overall, uh, you've just got to be pleased with the growth. Um, like I said, I read out a few of those alarming stats from last year's showdown and how much that gap's closed this year and and the competitive nature of how we played against one of the top sides um, was really pleasing. Um, obviously, wins are what we need to start getting a few more wins this year. Uh, so we had one win and one draw, and then the eight losses last year, what we need to do is be getting a few more wins than that. Um, maybe even just being in the... In, in the Discussion for the for the bottom half of the eight or something like that. I I don't know where their realistic expectations are this year. That's probably I'm I'm just hoping for the improvement. You know, get to you know three, four, five wins. Um, but you know when I see them compete like that against one of the top sides, I, and you know without knowing how Adelaide go the rest of the way, you can't be sure. You know, at some point they'll have a fall off. But you kind of looked at the way they played and thought they played pretty well in that second half. So. You think they're probably one of the better sides in the competition again, so we'll find out a lot more in a few weeks, and certainly um, this week coming up against Brisbane um, is going to be one of those tests. Um, you know, so we're going to find out a lot more about this group um, as the time goes on. But um, I just all I can say is I was just pleased with the effort, and uh, and you know you can just already see so much growth from last year to the, this year, um, and, a, and a pretty short turnaround as well. Um, in seasons, and we're still, and we're still, you know, such a young new new program that, um, yeah, got to be happy with it. Alrighty, so this weekend we have Brisbane coming up. Um, I can't tell you too much about Brisbane side to be honest. As I said, I've, I've mentioned last year as I started talking about our team as we were coming in. Um, I still am very young on understanding a lot of the the players in the league, and um, I don't know Brisbane's team too well. I do know that um, they are. 
you know, they've been one of the form sides of the competition over the early years as well. Um, kind of, you know, them and Adelaide and, and Melbourne have, you know, really shared the, really shared the, uh, the load on, um, on kind of leading the competition. And, uh, but they did lose. They had lost their first week, the first week. So they're going to be coming down looking. You know, they're going to be looking for a bounce back win as well. So it'll provide an interesting test, and certainly um, to start the season off with Adelaide and then Brisbane, I think provides a really good test for our girls as well. Um, as a team, like I said, you know, we're not probably. I mean, I go into every year thinking let's go, let's go for the premiership, but you know, realistic expectation is a year of growth, and so if you're going to start a season. Um, and, and looking to test your team as you continue to build it as a young program as we are. Starting off with Adelaide Melbourne's a pretty good way to do it. Um, we've probably gotten slightly lucky in the sense that we get an away showdown and then we get a home game, so we haven't had to travel at all in the first couple of weeks of the season, which is good for um, good for the girls, and they get the Alberton crowd this weekend. Um, and if you're looking for tickets, let us know. I haven't had anyone claim them yet, um, so they're still available. And... But yeah, and Alberton's a great place to go to watch footy. I loved going there last year for the um, the AFL game, the W games we got to last year. Um, certainly that first one there, ever there was um, an incredible moment and something got, you know, just a great day. Um, and, you know, I highly encourage you to get down there um, to just see the growth of what they're building down there as far as the development goes down there and then it's just a fucking fun day out. You get to spend your time at, spend your time at our home watching um, AFL footy, um, have a beer, have a pie, have a soda, whatever you want, um, and enjoy it. Um, not too much team news for us. Well, um, last week's game, I think there were some people that are a little bit concerned with Hannah Ewing's tackle, but she just got a, um, a careless contact charge, I think, which is $250 early plea, so I think I assume she took that. Um, and, uh, and that was about it as far as you know, any suspension troubles that could have come out of that. Um, the one that the one injury concern we did out, out of that game was Janelle Cuthbertson got a she got rocked rocked in the ribs uh, one of those few moments where I was a little bit dirty on the Crows players for um, the way they were attacking the player sometimes it seemed um, but yeah they've uh, they've um, she's a test I think so without the team lineups coming out I don't know yet but yeah that might be one which I don't know exactly who would come in. I know Sachi Sign was suspended uh, for the first week, so she's now available. Um, whether they bring her into the side, and um, obviously with Cuthbert's and um, possibly not playing, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do there. But um, beyond that, uh, I'm just excited to see how they bounce back from you know a big showdown game. But the, they got the Alberton crowd on their side this week and home game all that stuff, it'll be a really good test this weekend. If we can um, bring kind of some of that energy and a little bit more uh, consistency throughout the four quarters, uh, you know, we're every chance of an, of an upset here. So um, I'll be, yeah, like I said, I don't know how my watching is going to go this weekend for either game, to be honest. Um, it's interesting. We do have a doubleheader against Brisbane uh, for both sides this weekend, uh, which is obviously not something that the AFL can plan, but it's an interesting little side note to it. But, yeah, I'm really excited to see um, another another example of the, the growth in the ladies over the off-season and see how the game goes. So I will either be watching it live or watching it on replay um, in the early part of the week once I get my hungover ass back from, from back from Texas um, uh, on Monday. So, uh, yeah, I've, I'm hoping to catch a bit of a live. I just can't, be, can't guarantee that at the moment. So, anyway, can the pair. Um, let's continue the start to a promising uh, season of growth. <laughs>